following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. You've got a large brain. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it looks pretty... Hang on. That's weird. What? What's weird? Your brain. See that shadow right there? What? Oh is God. that bad? I don't know. I'd have a doctor look at that immediately if I were you. Are you serious? Oh, wait. Oh. It's like a smudge or something. Crazy. Thank God I was here. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. And do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Are you serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? Not much. I think we're at 165. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Are you serious? Holy crap. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com, bitches. 206-338-3094. So that's good we got that out of the way. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? There was something I saw... <laughs> something, I hope. On um, mom, 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 Facebook <laughs> that you highlighted that I want to jump right into... <laughs> The corn maze thing? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I have audio. Okay. I have... Um, let me see. I didn't open all my links at once this time. Yeah, that's good. I have them in, in an email here to myself. Yeah, so that's boston.com. All right. This is Danvers, Massachusetts, which is literally right next yeah, door. Yeah, literally. Literally. Do you want to read the headline? Family with newborn gets lost in corn maze calls 911. Now, honestly, I think that title's a little redundant. We all know corn is called maze. But I'm bump. Thank you. All right, let's play the audio here. Beauty. It's as individual no. as you are. <laughs> this, that's the problem, isn't it? All right, so when this ad's over. We'll get it. It's just so funny, one. like, because they're lost. And you said, let's hear the audio. I just thought it was going to be people going, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've been here. Oh, so I have a it's, story it's about a, last year's maze. It's a big one. Maze. It's yeah. a big corn maze. It's an they're hour not, to get through. They're not saying anything. 
It's just the maze. A 911 oh, call is made from the middle of a Danvers corn maze. The Everett mom who made it was touring with her family. But as our Kimberly Bookman explains tonight, when they lost their way, they turned to police to get out. <laughs> We thought this would be fun. Instead, it's a nightmare. That's the call to police from 100 feet in the middle of a Danvers corn maze. An ever couple, along with their five-year-old and newborn, makes it to this bridge just as it gets dark, then loses their way. I'm really scared. It's really dark, and we got a three-week-old baby with us. Relax. Calm down. Your husband's with you, right? Yes, but my baby. A canine officer heads to Connor's farm to find the folks and lead them out. When he arrives, he gets help from the manager. The son was just getting upset and they wanted to get out quick. They didn't want to have to go through the rest of the maze to be able to get to the end. So they just kind plow of through the right fucking now. corn. Go here and take a left. We'll kind of go the manager yeah. gave us a tour of the maze shaped like a headless horseman. Among the rows of nine foot corn stalk, even he got a bit confused. I don't know if he knows where he's going. It's he it's wasn't amazing. alone. It's fun. It's, uh, it's a little confusing. It's not as easy as we thought. But there are maps and signs to help along the way, and we all made it out unscathed. So did the Everett family. Say hello, canine. Hello, canine. But when the manager offered to give them free tickets to come back and try it again... <laughs> they didn't answer, but their faces went... Uh, uh, no, they were fuck a you. About it, you know? <laughs> they were grateful, but I don't think they were going to come back. In Danvers, Kimberly Bookman News. Okay. A um, couple things about this. Yeah. One, I think that... Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not big on the whole, like, macho bullshit guy thing. I'm really not, okay? But mm-hmm. I, I think that if, you know, you're with your family in a situation like this, yeah. you just have to, you know, remember you've got some balls and make a fucking decision and decide, the, okay. The decision is to walk straight. To just walk straight. It's corn. Yeah. You know? It's not like it's wired or Right, exactly. You just cut through it. Yeah, you know it was great. Um, but but here's the thing. I also I I and it might actually have been a comment on the Facebook thing. Well, I have them that, up because I said I'd read them. Yeah, that the management like that they were closed. Yeah, for an hour they were closed. Oh, they closed for an hour to help to, no, to no, find them. No, or they had been closed. They had been closed for an hour. That's fucked up. Now I think that's a kind of drop in the ball in the management. Everybody in this thing is an idiot. From from what I understand, when you go into a corn maze, especially a big one like this they give you a flag and if you're lost you hold the flag up and somebody comes to find you i don't know okay. why i just mimed holding up a flag. i don't know but it like helped you me. don't know what the fuck i'm talking about right don't they have these things they, they no also idea. handed them a fucking map yeah in the beginning and there's maps set up through the whole thing they got to the bridge the bridge that is basically a raised where the fuck am i platform yeah did you hear how young they sounded I don't, yeah, want, to, I don't yeah. want to trash on young oh, no, people for stupid. a second. Morons. They're, they're definitely Who stupid. brings a newborn baby into a I don't know, corn maze? In the late afternoon. You don't do that. Anyway, so, but I think that, I mean, and the, and the management shutting down before they're certain that, you know, everybody's out. I think, you know what? I, he was still there, though. Last call. Last call. You know, <laughs> you just go through there, whatever. There have to be okay. some safety procedures. But it's also one of those there. things that, quite frankly, I don't think it deserves to be on the fucking news. No, it's on the news so we can all look at it and go, what a the fucking fuck idiot. Okay. Um, God, I'm glad you know what's great about, about that place? Huh. About that place? Last year, their maze yeah. was um, a drawing of Clint Eastwood. 
Really? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. I don't remember. And that. they had they had like a cowboy picture, and then they had the name Clint Eastwood. And <laughs> are you are you are you getting this so far? I think I'm already there. Okay. So if you're not there yet, yeah. If you are trying to write the word Clint Eastwood, yeah. in kind of blocky letters, yeah. You know the name Clint. That L yeah. and that I get pretty close together. They now, do. The, what's great about that is every year they put out these little flyers and they're like at McDonald's and stuff like that. You get discounts everywhere and yeah. they have the drawing of the maze. Yeah. So they had 50 million of these little flyers out there saying cunt Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that. I'm like, and I looked at Julie. I'm like, am I really seeing this? Well, Green Torino like, wasn't that bad. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was going to call them yeah. and say, hey, you really have, but then I thought, nah, it's funny exactly, this way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're a bunch of geniuses over there at Connor's Farm. So Angie writes, wow, yeah. I kind of see both sides, but the mom is freaking out over the baby. The kid is three weeks old. She or he is going to yeah. be too busy snoozing to care about being lost in a maze. Right. That's a good point. Plus, I ain't a parent, but what mom goes out with a baby without having a small battalion of diapers, bottles, and whatnot? Exactly. Especially warm clothes and all that stuff. If it's late in the day, if darkness was just coming up there, that maze was supposed to take an hour. Even if it yeah. took two, yeah. it starts to get dark. Sun's going down. I'm guessing they had been in there for a while. Yeah. They probably don't let the last person in like a half hour yeah, before. That's true. Um, let's see. I got my friend a smaller messenger bag style diaper bag that she would be able to use as a purse when her now two-year-old got bigger and she loves it. Was this mother not prepared for the possibility of being in the maze for a while? If so, double dumbass on her. Also... How about not going into a corn maze with little kids at seven at night? <laughs> There's that. Being in a dark maze is going to be scary to a five-year-old, especially if the mom is going to be all reactionary and call the cops. Yeah, exactly. Rather than remaining calm enough to read the maps. Do you wonder, though, if, like, in the, the police station or the, you know, they're just like, what the fuck are we supposed to do about it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we know a lot of Danvers cops. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we didn't have time to contact any of them but. That, yeah but i can I, I know what a couple of them were thinking yeah you know <laughs> fuck them leave them there uh, leave them there we'll find them next year exactly uh basically this boils down to poor planning and lack of problem solving skills which i'm seeing more and more of in this day and age it's pretty sad and just makes me sound like a cranky old lady um shane says how the fuck do you get lost in a maze just keep turning right or left, and eventually you get out. Yeah. I said, you know, if you're Just really lost, you hold your hand out, you hold your right hand out, or your left, it doesn't matter, and you put your hand on the wall of the maze, and you just constantly, you just keep your hand on the wall. Because you'll just loop around every possible, and then you'll finally hit the exit. Yeah, it's going to take you a fucking while. Yeah, it'll take you a long time. But you'll get out of there. Let me check, because I had it posted in two spots here. Let me just make sure here. And really, if you want to go through the maze the easy way, start at the end. <laughs> oh, uh, that's from Scott. I can't read that. Uh, Mike says, I would say something snarky, but damned if my dumbass wouldn't have gotten just as lost. I was joking with someone recently about corn mazes, saying I'd better bring a GPS just to be sure. And Kelsey said, 
Embarrassing. Kelsey, Kelsey? Yeah. Did they not understand what they were getting themselves into when they entered? Really? Yeah, that's got to be, be embarrassing for Kelsey, hometown girl there. Oh, she. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know what? She's not. She, she's, she ruins the curve. Yeah. She's above that. <laughs> Kelsey's too smart. That's why she, she doesn't live in that city anymore, right? Yeah, she That does. they were from? Yeah. Oh, is she still there? I didn't know She's that. still there. Yeah, she still lives with her mom. Get out. <laughs> well, she's at her boyfriend most of the time. Oh, don't you go know. in corn mazes because they're looking out for people. They'll check your ID before you go in. But Jesus Christ. What the hell? They should make you wear a hat with a big stick on it with a flag so that at the end of the day they look up and they yeah. see this flag going back. Oh, nope, goes back <laughs> over there. That would just be funny. <laughs> uh, you want to you hear the article? Because there's a little more detail in here. Okay. The North Shore Police Department received an unusual emergency call on Monday from a family that was lost in a corn maze in Danvers. The family used a cell phone to call from Connor's Farm in Danvers. No, at they used a fucking phone booth. 7 p.m. Like, <laughs> Tuesday, after the couple and their two children, a five-year-old and a three-week-old. Yeah, that's fucked up. Not month weeks i have no problem with the weeks i have no problem with that i i just i i i mean i why not three weeks beautiful day out why not i mean you bundle them up you're gonna carry them so whatever well, why wait until the sun's already set and it well that's the thing cold. it's bad planning on their on not their bad part. planning they have, i don't think it's bad planning. they shouldn't have left fucking stupidity far you know that late in the day to go and do this um i'm really scared it's really dark and we get a three-week-old baby with us the woman told the 911 dispatcher just relax your husband is with you right the dispatcher asked yes but my baby the woman said which we 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 heard yeah we heard all that police alerted farm management on the Everett family's predicament oh they're not releasing the name of the family by the way would you want yeah for good reason um, and they got it's a, French. It's spelled D U M A S Dumas. Dumas. <laughs> uh, the family the whose name was not released was found about twenty-five feet inside the maze, unharmed. <laughs> like if you peek through the corn, you could see out. Yeah, <laughs> they should have just walked through the corn. Yeah, they really should have. They were all Homer Simpson style and yeah. the shining takeoff they did. Right. Uh, the son was getting upset, and they didn't want to have to go through the rest of the maze to get to the end. You don't call the fucking police, you no. pussy. The maze, the tourist attraction that, that winds people down paths between towering nine-foot-tall corn stalks generally takes about an hour to complete. And also, why did why did, wouldn't they put the five-year-old on the father's shoulders? Yeah. Even, you know, just have him stand on the shoulders for a second and be like, which way? And then, If you, for no other reason to say, okay, Billy, help us out. Yeah. Finally contribute to the damn family. Yeah, man, seriously, get a job. The maze path has maps and signs to help people along the way. The farm has created a maze in its cornfield for the last five years. Last year's was Cunt Eastwood. (laughs) That's fucked up. That really is. (laughs) Next week it'll be Motherfucker Jones. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, all right, we already sp- we spent more time on that than we should have. We spent about the same amount of time it should have taken them to get out of the maze. <laughs> Fucking idiots! So before you fly off the handle on this, I watched this special. So it's um, I think it's very good for for kids Ugh. to um, 
I heard about that. Understand this. what's good. It was, it was I, I heard about the, very, the hungry Muppets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it was, it, was very, was, it was very tactfully handled. It was very nice. And you know what? It, they, they only used her to introduce the idea of um, volunteering in food banks and, mm-hmm. and helping people. And it was, it was good. It, it, that ranks up there with like how they explained death. It was, yeah, the songs were a little bit, but, but, you know, now the girls want to go and donate food. They want to go, they want to go to a food pantry and help out. They're too young to volunteer, obviously. You don't want them. We'll get them picking beans though. No, but they want to, they want to go and help other people. No, that's good. So, um, Fox's The Five Sesame Street Poverty Muppet is Liberal Bull. A bunch yeah, but, but you know assholes. what? It is? They're a bunch of assholes. Just like you know, that's they're, they're. Let's not give them the time of day. Fuck them. You know, of course, you know exactly what they're gonna say. Oh, it's just liberal bullshit. Blah blah blah. Sesame Street hippies. You know, <laughs> fuck you. F- just fuck you. You know, personally, I think I, I heard about the hungry Muppet, <laughs> and I thought, oh god. But but I'm a dick. So that's true. That is true. <laughs> But, you know, it's something that, um, you know... But, hey, you know, it brings it up into the conversation. That's great. Exactly. You know? And then it's not it's not something weird. Like, when when kids meet somebody like that, they'll understand. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make them different. I just, it helps. I just hope they don't have a group of, like, Occupy Sesame Street Muppets. <laughs> it's a little too far, well, I think. there is Oscar the Grouch. He's been uh, there for how long now? Can't she just go dumpster diving with Oscar? <laughs> Oh. oh, I want to play the audio, though, because they're such assholes. Okay, go ahead. All right, thanks. <laughs> the, uh, what do you really? think of the Muppet, the hunger? Str- it's a good, it's good intentions, you know, teaching ki- kids Muppet about hunger, but what, do you buy it? Well, I just don't understand why this Muppet is hungry. Obama yeah. has expanded Medicaid right. by $60 billion. He's expanded food stamps. He's expanded WIC, women, right. infants, and children. He's expanded <laughs> S-CHIP. Why is Lily hungry? Well, well I, further, I, Bob, I, should Lily be... T- Fucking stop. Literally, the argument is, why is this Muppet hungry? Obama's expanded socialist programs. Like, seriously. They get paid for that shit. Unbelievable. What the fuck? Why? Really? Why Why is the Muppet hungry? Because there's a black man in the White House. (laughs) That's why. Oh, that cunt. One in five children are going to bed hungry in this country every night. That is a crime. It's a crime in this country. Why does Lily have to be a Muppet? Why does Sesame Street have to make Lily a poverty-stricken little little Muppet? The Muppets, the reason they've been so successful for so long, it educates kids that they're Sesame Street people. I like people who have kids who have beach houses. Why is Lily a class, a group? Is there... Do, do we single out the black Muppet or the Hispanic Muppet? But why do we have, we have to single out the hungry, well, hungry Muppet? We don't, we don't well, single out the, the rich kid who has a beach house. We do it because the, there's a lot of poor. One in five, can I repeat? Yeah. One in five children are in poverty in America. They're going hungry at night. Whatever it takes uh, to feed it. Tax you 100%. There's so much money out there to feed these kids. This is Where? just the biggest bunch of liberal bull. Oh, the, the come on. Oh, you're it's a true. I'm Andrew, sorry. I don't think it's nice name? for the kids. I mean, I'm a five-year-old. And when he sees a little commercial yeah. with the pets on him oh, suffering and all that, it's very upsetting are. to him. So I don't understand well, what purpose it's it's real. It's I know, real. but you don't need to scare an upset little baby. It's either right, children, right, right. Either right. The Democrats are yelling we, we about it. We've got to get out of here. I'm sorry, but... I want to punch that bitch in the face. Yeah. 
I want to punch that cunt in the cunt. That's what I want to yeah. with a with a that, spiked glove. You see why I wanted to play that? What the fuck? What? A, like it oh doesn't. It wouldn't have mattered. God. It wouldn't have mattered how much you made fun of Lily. Is the is the Muppet? The hungry Muppet. It, it wouldn't have mattered how much oh. you made fun of her. You still would have come down on Seriously, my side. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like classy one over here with fuck them. Oh, Isn't God. that ridiculous? Like. Like, God forbid that we acknowledge that people go hungry because that doesn't to, follow oh, our corporate agenda. Douche nozzles. Right, huh? Oh. People. Next. <laughs> We're just banging through these assholes. Stupid, <laughs> stupid assholes. Yeah. All right. Conti um, McTwat face. Let's see. Spiky glove. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot here. Um, <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we do a break first? All right. And then we're going to come back and, and um, we're going to visit our old friends, Bill O'Reilly and Richard Dawkins. Oh, fun. You know that's always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, which one? This one. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. 
Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think... Palaver. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Maybe we should get the hell out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys, you ready to record? If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. That's what we have to fear. Well, no, you don't fear the maze. You fear getting lost in the maze. It'd be a good time, though, to uh, not fear the Reaper. Because that is a good point. Come down and cut all your shit down. He's got that big scythe, Sith, knife fucking thing. Okay, so Richard Dawkins wrote a book about science geared towards <laughs> preteens and, 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 mm-hmm. and a little bit younger, I think. Um so Bill O'Reilly, of course, because, you know, never a miscommunication, has to talk to him about it and right. try to catch him. As you know, Dawkins is a very intelligent man, and he's yeah. not easily gotten. gotten. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what the windy douchebag has to say. 
Christmas Story segment tonight. You may remember about two years ago, we had atheist Richard Dawkins on The Factor. He is on not, a crusade to convince scientist. believers they're idiots. Well, now Mr. Dawkins has a new book partially aimed at children called The Magic of Reality. I talked to him earlier this week. Now, you wrote this book, and this book, you know, uh, is marketed somewhat toward children, adolescents, correct? Uh, it is. Yeah, and you yes. want them, you want them to not only believe in science, which, but reject God and religion. No, this is a book about science. It doesn't talk about God. Uh, it, it mocks God. I looked no, at it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, which, yeah, but which, bit of, which bit have you looked at? I mean, I went through that book, and you basically are saying that everything can be explained by science, correct? Uh, well, everything about the natural world can yes. be explained by science, but where does it mock God? <laughs> it basically says that these things are myths. They're not really true. Every chapter has myths at the beginning of the chapter. Aha! Some of them are Aztec myths, they're ancient Egyptian myths, Greek Whatever, myths, Judeo-Christian myths. Don't play myths. these semantic games. You know what you're doing. You're trying to get to the kids and say, hey, you're an idiot if you believe in God. And it's I'm, nothing to do with God. I'm talking about myths from all over the world. The Judeo-Christian myth is thrown in occasionally as one of many myths that come from around but the world. The Judeo-Christian philosophy isn't a myth. It's reality. This country was, was based on it. Well, that's not true. Yes, it um, is. Throughout history, some of the worst <laughs> regimes ever have been atheistic. You know that. Communists under Stalin, Mao Zedong. Nothing to do with atheism. They, no, really? No. no. See, my, my uh, hypothesis is that religion is a constraint on society. Goodwill toward men, teach, uh, creating everybody uh, as Jesus taught, uh, the same as you, how you would like to be treated, the Ten Commandments. They're constraints against bad behavior. Which of the Ten Commandments do you value? Uh, all thou shalt not make a graven image. <laughs> thou shalt not violate the Sabbath. You be, you thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt well, not bear Thou shalt false not kill is, is a, a widespread belief all over the world. It's not by Pol Pot or Mao Zedong well, or Joseph not. Stalin. Very, they all had one thing in common. They didn't believe in God. But in any case, it's nothing that to do with Peter. whether you believe in God or not. Um, you don't see it's a constraint? You don't see religion as being constrained on human behavior? The bad Not part? really, no. no. Really? I mean, I think there's been evil. I'm not, I don't want to get into a shouting match about who's more evil than who. Are we shouting? What I do think is that there is a logical connection between believing in God and doing some, sometimes doing evil things. Sometimes, absolutely. Um, you see that in the holy war, the jihad. Yes, indeed. But there's no logical connection between being atheist and doing evil things. It's just incidentally true that, say, Mao Zedong and Joseph Stalin happened to be atheists. But that wasn't what drove them. What drove them was a political ideology that had nothing to do with, well, with atheism. I, but again, I come back to the constraining influence of a religion. Uh, that it does discourage this kind of behavior, because we'll go back to the thou shalt not kill commandment. Now, the last time we were here, you were honest enough. Was you, were here, you were honest enough that. to admit you don't know the origin, whether it was a meteor or something like that. And you said to me, we're working on it. And I said to you, when you get it, let me know. That's how we left it last time. That was only about two years ago. And still, you don't know. Well, are you talking about the origin of life? I'm talking about the origin of existence, of human existence and plant existence and animal existence. How can it possibly help to postulate a divine intelligence to explain something complicated like that? Here's how it can help. <laughs> if you believe in the teachings of Jesus, who wants people to be peaceful and to love each other, that is a good thing. Yeah, but what's that got to do with the origin of the moon? Because I don't believe a meteor crashed into the Earth and made everything happen. I think intelligent design made everything happen. Give it a last word. Well, I mean, science does know quite a lot about things like how the moon came into existence, why the sun is there, um, why the galaxy is there. 
Science doesn't yet know how everything started, and as I said last time, they're working on it. All right. Okay, we appreciate you coming and taking the fire, Mr. Dawkins. The book is The Magic of Reality. Thank you. <laughs> There's evidence all over the planet of meteor strikes. It just cracks me up because you know that Dawkins is just like, Billy is such a dick. I really honestly wonder. He has Dawkins on there more than he legitimately should. I would say we've had what because two, it, three, four clips. Yeah, but you know what it is because it's. Do it's, you think O'Reilly really believes that shit? I think that O'Reilly likes ratings. You know, yeah. he likes to get things riled up, and so. he's on Fox, the yeah, so. God Guns and Fear channel. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably a religious guy, but I just think he likes to stir things up a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't see O'Reilly as a creationist. I honestly believe he's smarter than that. Yeah, I just think he's, you know, he's probably your typical lapsed Catholic, you know. Mm. Speaking but, of not smarter than that. Yes. I have a little bit. I Obviously, the news that I've been reading is dominated by the, the Wall Street tea stuff. Tea Party. So. Now, let's go to the Republican reaction uh, to the tea. Uh, I was going to say the Tea Party. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that as well, because the contrast there is amazing. But let's go to the Republican reaction uh, to Occupy Wall Street movement. Here's Karl Rove. He says, <laughs> what are these people for? Uh, to the degree that they're for anything, it's left wing nuttiness. One is a Constitution-loving, lo- uh, law-abiding people, uh, referring uh, to the Tea Party. And this is a group of left-wing nuts whose goal it is to violate the law. <laughs> He's doing a good imitation. He I is. love that. He if is. it's our side, well, then they're great Americans who are here to help America and exercise their constitutional rights. If you can exercise your constitutional rights and you don't agree with Karl Rove, oh, you're a bunch of nuts who are lawbreakers. <laughs> what laws did they break? What laws did they violate? You don't have an answer to that, right? Because they didn't violate any laws. You just want to smear them because you don't like them endangering your banker friends. Karl Rove is Bank Incorporated. That's all he wants to do is protect the bankers. That's the entire Fox News and Republican establishment anyway. Get a load of all their hypocrisy on Tea Party versus uh, the uh, Occupy movement. Here, watch this. Let's go to Fox and Friends, clip number 14. great comparisons. Get ready to Tea Party. The Tea Party Express will make 35 stops across the country, giving Americans a constructive outlet. That sort of has been the implication, has it not, that uh, you're just this fringe element. Uh, Put that to rest this morning. This is on the How many of those people had to uh, call in sick yesterday from work, or do you think they may not just have jobs? Yesterday, one of the women, were at, she was actually asked if one of the banking executives came down and offered you a job, would you take it? And she said no. So that may be the answer on the jobs. Or would this apply to Occupy Wall Street? Half-wits talk much, but say little. Oh, man, that's awesome. Tea Party constitutional heroes that, of course, put everything aside because they are sacrificing for their country. Occupy Wall Street, they don't even have jobs. They're unemployed. (laughs) Losers. Which, you know, I would think that's part of the reason why they're down there is because the economy got so fucked up they don't have jobs anymore. Yeah. All right, but let's get back to this. There's a lot more really good comparisons here. Um, So let's get back to that. Oh, this is the Young Turks, by the way, if anybody didn't didn't recognize his voice. Oh, come on. Don't do this to me. Why does it fuck up? Unemployed. Here we go. (laughs) Losers. 
Do you sense any difference there in the coverage on Fox and Friends? Well, <laughs> Think Progress has done a great job of looking at all the different Fox shows. Bless their hearts. Thank God we didn't have to do it. Go to Cliff, and, and by the way, Rush Limbaugh as well. Let's show you Rush Limbaugh first. Clip 15. I've been saying since these Tea Parties started that I am uh, I'm just proud as I can be of everybody showing up. You know, I was 10 years old, Snurdly. When I was 10 years old, I was more self-sufficient than this parade of human debris calling itself Occupy Wall Street. Okay. What kind of a propagandist Unleash, does he sound like when he calls people the human Kraken, debris? Basically is what's going to happen It harkens here. back to a country in he Europe goes, that shall not be named that had him. similar yeah. propagandists, right? Human debris. By the way, on self-sustaining Rush Limbaugh. I read a book. I had the great misfortune of reading a book about Rush Limbaugh's uh, life story. You know that loser dropped out of college because he couldn't hack it? Not because, like, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates, he had some brilliant business idea. No, he had nothing. He couldn't do it. He was an idiot. So he went back (laughs) home and lived with daddy. And he's like, and his dad was so embarrassed of him. And Rush Limbaugh has been trying to make up for that his whole life, trying to prove to daddy that he's worthwhile, because he had to slink back home. Oh, God, I couldn't do it. God, dad, I'm sorry, I'm a loser. Can I live in the basement? That's what Rush Limbaugh was doing, not at the age of 10, but well into his, you know, past 18 and into his 20s. What happened now, loser? Okay. <laughs> now you want to talk about how people can't get a job, et cetera, and how self-sustaining you were at 10. You were living off your dad's uh, property for all that time. Please. Okay. And he was just a fat, roly-poly kid who would walk around and be like, oh, my God, my dad isn't approving of me. I can't do well in school. His dad was a lawyer, and he couldn't match up. That's why he was so embarrassed of Rush. Wow. All right. Now, we're back to uh, Fox News, clip number 16. I got to tell you, this is a movement. This is a grassroots movement that's not going to go away. It's still the most vibrant political movement of uh, the, the last few years the from the grassroots level. It's hard to say exactly what they are for. Maybe it's a rite of passage for rich young people to assage their guilt. And what better target than protesting someone who's even richer? I don't think they'll have much influence, frankly. Yeah, is there anyone more unbearable in the country than Stuart Varney? I mean, there's a lot of guys on Fox News and Rush, et cetera, that you can't stand. But with that accent, I better these people power, please. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't get it. First, they were unemployed bums. Now, in this uh, clip, you, uh, Fox News is implying that they're incredibly rich. Which one is it? Are they bums or are they rich? Which one? Or you just want to smear them in every way you can. Final clip from Think Progress. Here's Mike Gallagher. You're what makes this country great. That's why you're here. This is a tea party. This stupidity is spreading, and the, and the president is spurring these dopes down here They're not, who need to take a bath you know, once a week. To... Oh, really? Now all of a sudden, people who are protesting are not heroes anymore. They're dopes. <laughs> Unsurprising. God, the hypocrisy on how they do it. And they don't even blink an eye. They're like, okay, yeah, here it is. Okay, Tea Party, awesome. 99 <laughs> movement, horrible. Yeah, so what? I, I, who cares? What's the difference? They don't care about their hypocrisy. One last thing. Rush Limbaugh, your dad's still embarrassed of you. <laughs> uh, you know, I take it as a sign of how how much impact this is having uh, with how the media is responding to it, with how Fox and the politics But here's the thing, it. though. Here's the thing. When all the dust settles and yeah. all the media stops paying attention to it, right. okay, what's going to be different? Well, that's 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 an interesting question. I don't know. What do they like? What do they want? 
Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, really, it's I mean, and this isn't me just just being a dick. No, no, because I'm just sort of like, OK, you know, like, yeah, rally, yeah, they what? But see, well, this is this is the thing. Like, what did the Tea Party want? What the fuck did they stand for? Like 600 crazy different ideas. Yeah. Right. But they just the, the only thing I can liken this to is it reminds me a lot of um, what I see in history. Of like how the Vietnam protests were going, but they had one message: get the fuck out of there. Yeah, we don't. There's nothing really. really have this is that it's message. Well, Probably, I mean, the, well there's the, no the, leader. The, so they're, they're protesting what greed? Well, I mean that's. I guess I don't know. I, I'm confused still. Uh, but by but, the, but by really, the I mean, thing. it's if, like I said. I said it. I think it was last week or the week before. I mean, where these. Folks on Wall Street are just doing what they're allowed to do, and they're allowed to make bucketfuls of money. And yeah. it's not what the, you know, in 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 most cases, most cases, it's not illegal. And are they douchey because they have money? Most certainly. Mm. But last time I checked, it's not illegal to be a douchebag. I'd be in jail. Oh, okay, yeah. so only only for like a year or two. Yeah, no, just to really just to take the edge off, <laughs> just to cool off. Really, <laughs> you kidding me? But there's a I lot got of four the, kids and a wife and a mortgage. Okay, <laughs> fuck, send me to jail. I need a rest. But do you honestly think that that these people, all of the the banks and everything, did um, did did stuff totally legally? You know what? I think that they did stuff, but I mean, but there was no oversight. You know, right. it's not like right. it's not like it, it. It's like when you were a little kid. Well, I didn't say that you could do that. Ah, you didn't say I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. I just, I think and then it, you get I, sent to your room. Right. I think it's a bunch of people that are fed up with watching. Just you know, I I would say for me personally, if I if somebody asked me, they would say, "Well, what started this? What what was the the tipping point for you?" And I would say, "Citizens United, corporations of people. Fuck you." That for me, that was the last. But corporations straw. have been people for hundreds. Of no, years. no, corporations now are legally recognized as people. Well, because and it's like okay, all right, set up your packs that feed other packs. That but that's the whole know, thing. But, do that, but don't make but it's it all so blatantly obvious. You know, but it's but like I said, it's not necessarily okay. Wall Street's fault. It's the, they should be protesting no, in Washington. Right. Okay, I, the Wall that's Street, where they should though, be. Wall Street is symbolic, and it's 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 moved to obviously. But a then lot it turns it. But, but what the thing is, though, you do it on Wall Street. Right. It turns into a, a, a visceral and an emotional kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it turns into a but that's, quote unquote. But that's a good point. But it that's turns a good into thing a, to do. It turns into a class warfare kind of thing. Oh, they're just pissed off because they're poor. Oh, they're mad at them because they're rich. But but but. That's but what the about thing. the people that were middle class that now can't feed themselves? That's and but the problem. But I think that's that's perfectly legitimate to be upset about. It's you can be upset about it, but yeah. be upset at the people who allow it to happen, and they're in Washington. Well, okay, well, and they're the, the ones the, who are going to make change. See, it's called Occupy Wall Street. I think the name needs to change now because it's not Wall Street that's being occupied. It's now everybody's occupied. It's right. fucking Occupy in my yard. I had to kick them out. Yeah, dirty hippies. Seriously. No. But the thing I'm is, though, kidding. it's I I think that the problem is Washington. That's oh, yeah. where the change. Oh, yeah. needs but do to be. you really think that that you could get away with a tent city in D.C.? Why not? 
even even more so. Somebody, even somebody more would so. somebody would run out. Boehner or Cantor would run out of the state house or the Capitol or whatever and start yelling, "Oh, they're terrorists!" And then they'd all be shot. They could say the same thing on Wall Street. They could, but we all know that's bullshit. <laughs> Okay, um, if you're a terrorist looking for a plan, that's where you fucking go with a grenade. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's Sorry. see what I got. I got another video here. I forget what this one is, but I saved it for some reason. But do you think that that's playing into uh, perhaps the division that we see right now with the Tea Party movement, which you could say it was co-opted somewhere along the way, but originally it uh, came out of this frustration that a lot of Americans yeah. had towards the bailouts, right? Uh, then later on, President Obama's health care plan. And is that message working to divide? The groups. Should the Tea Party have the same thing in common as Occupy Wall Street and uh, the October well, 2011? The, the Tea Party, uh, I think when you look closely at its origins, uh, was from the beginning a creation of the corporatists like the Koch brothers and others. That's what and we said it, from it the beginning. Yeah. America's fascist party. Uh, <laughs> it celebrates the gun culture, the language of violence, uh, the undercurrents of racism. Uh, the scapegoating of people who are vulnerable and weak within the society, Muslims, undocumented workers, homosexuals, intellectuals. It has all the hallmarks of a classically fascist organization, including the fact that it's bankrolled by the most retrograde elements within American society. And the people who bankroll it have turned anger, and, and of course you're right that they are tapping into a legitimate rage, but they have deflected that rage away from where it should be directed, which is Wall Street, towards government. Because corporations want government to become weaker, more anemic, uh, to destroy what tepid controls and regulations are left, and there isn't, of course, much left. So you don't blame government? Do you think that perhaps individual politicians, people like President Barack Obama, are they just slaves to the system, essentially, because they depend on campaign donations, they depend on the money, and there's no way to get out of it? I wouldn't call them slaves to the system. I mean, Barack Obama is certainly intelligent enough to understand where power lies and what he has to do in order to stay in office. What, That's the sad interests part. he has to serve. Uh, and he has served those interests as assiduously as did George W. Bush. The fact is there is no way within the American political system to vote against the interests of Goldman Sachs. It doesn't matter whether it's Bush or Obama or McCain or anyone else. Uh, we, we live in a, in a, in a society that, uh, in which the citizenry has been utterly disempowered, rendered impotent. Uh, and it doesn't matter what citizens want. Even when we vote, for instance, in 2006 uh, against the war in Iraq and turn the control of the Congress back over to the Democrats, what does the Democratic Party do? It continues to not only fund the war but increase troop levels in Iraq by 30,000. Obamacare ends up being 2,000 pages written by corporate lobbyists, the equivalent of the bank bailout bill to the pharmaceutical and insurance industry, $400 billion in subsidies. Uh, Obama has expanded the reach of imperial wars, including proxy wars in Somalia, Yemen, Pakistan. Uh, he has not restored habeas corpus. Uh, on oh, all really? the major hmm. structural issues, there is no difference. There's a complete continuity. And, of course, the working class and the poor and increasingly the middle class have to pay the price. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican. And that's the fuel of these movements. Because it's all something interesting to think about. All bullshit. It's definitely interesting to think about. What is that noise? You hear that hum? No. I wonder what that is. Whatever it is, it doesn't know the words. No. But I'm. Uh, <laughs> I I think the banks 
they they are I just can't comprehend you know everything that's happened. I can't wrap my head around the whole thing. You know, from the the housing to the yeah. stocks to even junk bonds back in the eighties. Like I said, you know? it all comes down to it all comes down to like poor oversight. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be greedy. They're for profit. Con- like yeah. I don't know why anybody is surprised that they're going to be greedy and they're going to you uh, know the individuals are going to take as much money as they can while they can. I don't. All think right. Pe- I don't. I pers- I don't. I can only speak for myself, but I don't think people are surprised that they're greedy. I think it's how blatantly obvious they've become it's kind of like you know in a movie right you you know you get the you get the assassin who's all covert and everything and he sneaks up and he stabs a guy in the neck in his sleep at the back of the head with an ice pick or something right and that's you know that's how it used to be now it's like you walk up to the guy in the middle of a boardroom and you hit him in the face with a hammer and you're like you guys didn't see shit and you walk out (laughs) that's it's 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 the climate is different i think and I, you know, if the government's not doing what the government isn't doing what they're because, you know, what, right. what what he said, what he was just saying about, you know, Obama's smart enough to know what he needs to do. Yeah. And the sentence should have been what he needs to do, like what games he needs to play or whatever to make the changes or or, or do or what he needs to do. Right. And it was yeah. to stay in office. Yeah. And that's the fucking problem. You yeah. got 535 people in Congress. OK. Yeah. And you've got the president and the vice president. And it's all about let's stay. We, we need to stay in office because yeah. not a fucking thing has changed since Obama's come into office. OK. Nothing. And he had a fucking chance, and he blew it. Okay, yeah. and I'm disappointed. And it, but it's. I mean, aside from nine eleven, okay. If that never had happened, yeah. Bush's presidency would have been just as lackluster. It would have been nothing of note, right? Yeah. Okay. It, it would, would have been just like the other Bush, right? And he would have been one term. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't. Okay, have, might not but have the thing re-elected. is, though, yeah. whoever followed him, nothing would have changed. Because no. really, nothing. Well, because we would have been totally complacent. Well, at the that thing, point. even still, nothing. How much has have things changed in the last twenty years? Well, really, not much. As, well, aside from a giant recession, things you know, but have remained the same except for the unemployment. But, but you rate. know what, though, it's the same. It's the same thing. Schools have no money. Healthcare is out of control. Yeah. Okay, defense spending is out of control. It's yeah. the same but, uh, shit. But it's like reading an article about the Arabs, Arabs and Israelis. You could yeah. take an article from 1976, mix up like, okay, let's take all the places where it says Israel, and then we'll put in, you know, the you know Palestine, right, and right. let's. Yeah, it's the same fucking article that it's always been. It's never going to change. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little. Because I'm starting to get going. Yeah, I know. We got stuff to well, do. Well, I got, I got a, I got a, a thing here from Robert Reich. It's uh, seven lies, and I, I like what he had to say. Big lies start to be believed unless they're rebutted with the truth. Here are the seven biggest economic whoppers and the facts in two minutes thirty seconds. One, tax cuts on the rich trickle down to the rest of us. Wrong. Both Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush cut taxes on the rich and nothing trickled down. In fact, adjusted for inflation, the median hourly wage stagnated and dropped. Two, high taxes on the rich hurt the economy. No. Look at history. The top tax rate was over 70% between World War II and 1980, and the economy grew faster than it has since. 
love how small business owners who create most I jobs am. won't be deterred by higher taxes. Fewer than 2% of them are in the top tax bracket. Number three, if we shrink government, we'll create jobs. No. A smaller government means fewer teachers, firefighters, social workers, police officers, and everyone else who delivers public services. And fewer jobs for everyone working for companies that government pays to build and maintain roads, bridges, transit systems, and schools. Four, cutting the budget deficit is more important now than boosting the economy with additional spending. Wrong. The long-term goal is to reduce the debt as a percent of the economy. Unless we get jobs and growth back... That ratio worsens, so we need jobs and growth before we cut anything. Five, Medicare and Medicaid are killing the budget. No, their costs are rising because health care costs are rising. And the best way to get health care costs under control is to use Medicare's bargaining leverage to get lower prices on drugs, medical supplies, and hospitals, and to move from fee-for-services to fee-for-healthy outcomes. And, because Medicare has lower administrative costs than private insurance, open Medicare to everyone. Six, Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> he, he can draw. It's right. solid for that. 26 years and would be for the next century if we lifted the ceiling on income subject to Social Security payroll taxes. That's what I've been saying. Seven. It's unfair that lower-income Americans pay no income taxes. Wrong. The unfairness is lower-income Americans pay a much bigger portion of their incomes in Social Security taxes, sales taxes, user fees, and tolls than anyone else. And that's the truth. I thought that was I've too always, important. I've always to... liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Always liked him. I just him. like how he's like, no. Yeah. But that's a good point. I've always said you you want to make Social Security completely stable, bring it up from one hundred and six thousand eight hundred dollars as a cap. Yeah. What the fuck? Why? Why is there a cap? I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Because politicians want to get reelected. Warren Buffett released his taxes. Yeah. Seventeen point nine percent he paid. That's bullshit. Yeah. And he knows it. That's why he yeah. released it. He's like, see, I told you my secretaries pay more than I do. <laughs> and the secretaries are probably like, fuck, can you pay us like over 250000 yeah. so we can pay less taxes? You know what? Just close the fucking loopholes. If you close a lot of the tax exactly. loopholes, just get rid of them totally. Then, That's why uh, the problem is in government. Well, yeah. But that's the problem, isn't it? The money exactly. is, is, is the root of the problem, and right. you can't have the people that get the money fix the problem. That's why politicians should make $50,000 a year. Yeah. No donations. No donations. It goes, it, it, it's, it's, I have a feeling we're going to be repeating what our, what our quote-unquote platforms would be. Yeah, I know. You know? And no fucking. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that abstinence thing in there. No, no, no! You that can, you can, you can do that. It's okay. Abstinence doesn't work. We know that. I know. All right, let's see where we are for time. Ah, fuck it. Let's do another break. How about that? Yeah. I'm really tired today, so. Um, I think this one looks good.
Film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really it's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time though. I mean I must this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Choosing a family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective and from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies, old childhood favorites, cult and foreign films, and Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye! Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? 
Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Class to the trash. To go along with the conversation we were having off the air during the break, Quickster is dead. Yeah. They killed that idea. Now, do you think that it was one of those, all right, everybody's mad at us for the price increase, so let's try this and then we'll cancel it. I think he, you know what I think he wants to do? I think he wants to get rid of the DVD business. That's what everybody was was speculating, like sell it off to Amazon or or something or just kill it completely. He should kill it completely. Okay, kill it completely and then sell Netflix to Apple. And then Apple comes out with a like a real Apple television. You need to explain more. Why? It'll No, cuz I don't understand what you're saying. Sell net Apple buys Netflix, right. okay? Now they've got tons of content that okay. they can just that they can now just stream like through Apple TV. And what about the people that don't purchase whatever proprietary piece of equipment they need to do that? They have Hulu. Yeah, well, I'm uh, sure that they you would know be, what? they would lose. There would be millions of customers. No, but uh, but I also I also think that um, I mean, obviously, there would be a way to to deal with that. You'd have to keep it. Yeah, the way I mean, you'd it probably have to keep streaming. it. Yeah. But I think that it would be a. It would. That's be a, that's that's not even cutting your nose off to spite your face. That's cutting your fucking head off. Yeah, actually. So, but I I don't think that I don't think it would kill the streaming business altogether. No, they want to keep the streaming. The streaming is far more profitable, from what I understand. Yeah, but I don't think that even Netflix will be around much longer, even if it's just streaming. Because there's so many other places to you can stream from IMDb now. Yeah, but the quality is yeah. Plus, can you set up a queue on IMDb? I don't know. Does it stream to your Xbox or your PlayStation? Probably not. I box out of it. No. So anyway, so, I yeah. I still want them to follow through on what they said, and with the DVD rentals, add the games. Why the fuck don't you have games? It's yeah. just a, it's just a disc. Did you know that you can? I didn't know this that you can rent games at Redbox. Really, really. 
Hmm. For a buck a day. That's not worth it. That's not worth it. I can rent I can rent one one game from Gamefly for half that in a month. Yeah, but you're only I mean Gamefly is Well what's Gamefly a month? Like fifteen bucks a month. For, or for one game it's like it's like sixteen a month. Okay. So that's half of what it would cost you for. Yeah. So that's not. I mean, it all depends on how long you're going to keep a game. You're only going to keep a game. Well, no, for just a... just if if you're doing um like how, like how I I you compare prices in the in the grocery yeah. store, you know, price per unit. Yeah. That's a dollar a day yeah, or fifty cents a day. I said unit. Yeah, I did. Um, I also didn't say food store. People make fun of me when I say food store. It's My a store with that too. fucking food in it. It's, it's a, a fucking food store. Fucking supermarket. You're welcome, Reverend Scott. I wonder how he's going to use that. I don't know. Um. Okay, so I uh, got two more things here. All right. Um. What All were right. they? We got to be quick. No, we're fine. Your clock's ticking, man. No, we don't. We don't truncate the show for your food needs. But I need food. You'll get food. All right. Let me see what we got here. Um. I want to read this. This is fucking retarded. So, you know who Herman Cain is, right? Mr. and Mrs. Cain's little boy. Yeah, unfortunately. He says he's alive because he's rich. I thought he was Herman. <laughs> Last month during, Herman a, Cain. during a GOP presidential debate, former Godfather's Pizza CEO Herman Cain scored major points. And I think it's totally fair to continue to say Godfather's Pizza CEO because they say former governor of Massachusetts, Mitt Romney. Yeah. That's his credentials. He ran a pizza chain. So let's make him president. How the fuck did he... How is he, like, in the lead? I don't know. Um, let's see. He scored major points when he spoke about his personal experience surviving stage four cancer. Kane claimed that if he'd been covered under President Barack Obama's health care plan, he'd be dead by now. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> he suggested, wow, that if bureaucrats had been involved, his treatment would have been delayed and probably would have led to an early death. Wow, That's he's just ma- he's just That's making shit up, isn't it's he? It's just not true. It was a compelling story. It's not a compelling <clears throat> bullshit. No, it can be compelling if it's uh, made up. Let me read. Let me read. I don't know what that was. But an incomplete story. As Kane made clear in his new book, this is Herman Kane exclamation point. My journey to the White House. Field trip, I'm guessing. I guess so. Actually, it 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 ends. I I heard the book ends with him walking into the Oval Office as the president elect. So it's fiction. Yeah, totally. Black man being president. Who'd have thunk? There's <laughs> no such thing as a black Republican. Ah, uh, no, no, because Michael Steele's working for MSNBC now. So, uh, Kane... Colin Powell, come on, he was never really black. Yeah. Kane devotes a whole chapter of his new book to his battle with cancer. He never once mentions insurance companies not paying for treatment, skimping on reimbursement, or disqualifying his claims. He never mentions having to fend off threats that his coverage will be revoked. He never has trouble paying the bills or getting to the hospital or into the best treatment programs. Instead, Kane's healthcare story is a happy tale of selfless doctors and the brilliance of the private sector. The sort of treatment Kane received would have put many people into bankruptcy, even if they had health insurance, thanks to caps and co-payments and other tricks insurance companies used to shift the cost onto patients. Kane has never mentioned just what sort of health insurance he had during his cancer treatment or what he has now. 
multiple calls and emails over several weeks resulted in restraining orders. No, requesting <laughs> information about his health care coverage went unreturned. These omissions are glaring because as a 65-year-old stage 4 cancer survivor, Kane would be all but uninsurable if he tried to get insurance on the private market. Kane may be insured through his motivational speaking company, The New Voice. There's no way to know for sure since he won't answer our questions. But if he is, there's no doubt that he's driving up the cost for everyone else who works for him who's also on the plan. At 65, he's eligible for Medicare, and his participation in the government plan would drastically reduce his company's cost. Has he signed up? The public might like to know, but Kane won't say. Instead, in his book... He lays out all the ways, all the ways, I'm sorry, his privileged status impacted his care. For instance, when Kane was first diagnosed with cancer of the colon and liver and a 30% chance of survival, he was told that he should go to a specialized cancer center rather than a hospital, namely the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. Not everyone who wants to go to such top flight facilities gets to go there, however. Plenty of people with private insurance have died waiting for an insurance company functionary to approve such treatment. It could take weeks to get into Anderson, and it requires traveling at short notice, which can only add to the cost. So Kane called his friend <coughs> T. Boone Pickens, the oil magnate, who used to be on the board of the center and was a big donor to the cancer center. Pickens made a call, and Kane was in. Yeah. Okay, so this has nothing to do with Obamacare. It has to do with the fact that fuckers rich so no big fucking surprise okay great if you have money you can get shit that other people can't great good for you you're not going to get elected sit the fuck down go make some more pizza whatever the fuck that's the i mean there's more to this but I'll, i'll put the link up in the show notes but that's the question that i read earlier today would the south for instance would they vote would the christian south Okay, you see where I'm going with this, yeah. right? Would they vote for the a racist. Mormon? Just say the racist. Would they vote for... No, they're not all racist. Yeah. Would they vote for a Mormon or a black man? I don't know. Ah, is this saying, what, they're saying but this that's is a, the that's great... A, but unfortunately, great you, know what that conversation, you know what that question is also like being batted around? Huh. Sarah Palin's house. <laughs> she's not running. Right, sure. She said she's, she has actually until the end of the month to file papers to run. She will be someone's vice presidential nominee. Then they're fucked because she's as dumb as a stick. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chris Christie backed uh, Mitt Romney. That's what you want behind your big fat man. Well, it's like having your back to the wall. Yeah. Now, I really need to look something up here because I could not find the audio because I didn't look. <laughs> but let me take a look and uh, see if I can find this real quick because he said some crazy, like, comedian level shit when he was uh when he was um when he was endorsing Romney when he was endorsing Romney yeah uh. it was it was like you you really don't want to be saying the things if if you look like him oh what did he say i need a twinkie no it was it or a was, twinkie factory uh, let's see. This is going to be tough because I may I may edit this part here. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and then I'll cut around it. So okay. let's not. We won't say anything yet. Right. The office of president of the United States, in my view. I have no idea. But you will get a huge Romney fucking kick out of this. Romney is the man we need to lead America, and we need... And uh, by virtue of his leadership, people in that state have a much different view about the future. And I'm pleased and proud to announce that my friend, Chris Christie, is joining our team, and I'm delighted to have him here today. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, I'm here in New Hampshire today for one simple reason. America cannot survive another four years of Barack Obama, and Mitt Romney is the man we need to lead America, and we need him now. So that's why I'm here. If you look, if you look at Governor Romney's experience, his experience in the private sector, running businesses, turning them around, going in there, telling the people the truth about what needed to be done, and then coming up with a plan to get it done, and look at his experience as to tell Americans who are not doing well right now and who are scared. He wants to tell them that the pie of America. There it is. To preserve our American way of life. Okay. And that American way of life was built. So let's just take a listen to this. Was built by allowing the unleashing of American spirit and American inventiveness on the economy and growing a bigger and bigger pie. I'll tell you the biggest difference between Mitt Romney and the President of the United States. The President of the United States has unleashed his campaign strategy already, and that is to divide America. To tell Americans who are not doing well right now and who are scared, he wants to tell them that the pie of America is only so big, and that if you want more, we have to take it from others. I know that Mitt Romney believes that the American pie can be grown bigger that it can be an infinite size because of the nature of American ingenuity and effort and character. That's what this election is going to be about. Infinite amounts of pie. <laughs> That's what it's about. The fattest man in government yeah. is backing the guy that promised the biggest piece of pie. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody else report on that. That's very funny. That's fucked up. I want the biggest uh, piece of pie. It kills me because it's all such bullshit. <laughs> oh, would you cut that out? I can't. No, seriously. Like, let's talk instead of you yeah, go, oh, no, fucking matter. Get off my lawn. You're turning into John McCain. doesn't. Turn into John <laughs> Canavan. He should run for president <laughs> to fuck them all up. Uh, he's, he's got a better health record than fucking I know. anybody. All right, let me read this here. I just had to do the pie thing. That was just, oh, how so ian wrote this um and it's notes from occupy baltimore he says uh, and he has some audio and, and stuff that he's recording he's going to put up some videos later on um he's just editing them um i've been at occupy baltimore every night except sunday because he had homework for the last nine days and so far the movement has been extremely encouraging i have been politically active since i was 13 so 12 years and for all my effort and idealism, I lost steam a few years ago. I got out of college, things went pear-shaped, and I wound up unemployed. 
I moved back in with my parents, got a job at a grocery store, food store, food store, and found myself questioning whether spending four years in school was worth it. I wound up getting an office gig, nothing I particularly like, but that's hardly worth griping about these days, and going back to grad school. My activism has petered out as I found my time at a premium, but Occupy is different. It lets you go and protest whenever possible because it's 24-7. I can see how that could be appealing. I guess. Uh, it feel, now, remember, he's a listener, so you can back That's off fine. a little bit. From, don't say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you want to get it all out of the way now? No, go ahead. All right. Keep going. Um, it feels different than the anti-war marches. The WTO protests is nebulous and persistent. It's everything and nothing, and that's why I love it. Uh, so that's why I'm here. That's what got me here. But what will keep me here is the people who are scared of us and want to shut us down now. The fact is, bodies in the streets are powerful. People addressing widespread anger with mocking, with mocking and derision is to be expected. But now politicians are scared. Majority leader and professional incompetent bumbler Eric Cantor called us a mob who turns Americans against each other. But we're working our asses off to be inclusive. All who have grievances are welcome. We want this to be something unique. Then there's Eric Erickson and Herman Cain. Erickson is, as many already know, a sad excuse for a human being, and he is in parentheses here, in addition to being a goat-fucking-child molester, which is a reference to a comment that he made about somebody else. Okay. Uh, he decided to start a new campaign in response to the 99% website listing various people's stories. He created a site called 53%, which included people in similar settings to the 99 images, but they included condescending bullshit about how we should stop whining because their taxes help subsidize us. Herman Cain was recently on television and said the people who are poor or unemployed only have themselves to blame, not the Wall Street looters, I would say, or anybody else, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? We're winning. This is how... Sorry. This is how they come at you when you have a winning message. They want to demoralize, to tell you essentially, get back in line, know your place. They want you to stop being uppity, because you're saying what you're saying conflicts with their carefully crafted worldview. They want you to feel like your class is your own fault, that macroeconomics is a moral failure on your part, not a failure of government and businesses together. They want you to sit down and shut up and take it, because that is what they're used to. This is the language they adopt when they want to turn us into petulant children instead of aggrieved constituents. We haven't won anything yet, but we've got their attention. This is the time to press our advantage. Dig in, build connections, go into neighborhoods, do good. Establish your occupation as a force for positive change. The more goodwill we engender, the more the, their attacks will roll off our back. One final thing about the unemployed. Frankly, this goes out to, uh, apparently you, <laughs> frankly, to anyone who's ever used the phrase, get a job. If you aren't hiring, then shove off. There are dozens of applicants to every job. Unemployment is 9.1% and under unemployment and discouraged workers. Oh, and underemployed and discouraged workers are probably another 8%. One in eight people aren't able to find work. So either suddenly people got lazy in late 2008 or decades of policies pushed up for the likes of Herman Cain and Eric Erickson have finally caught up to us. These cretins should be apologizing. They should have no validity in the public square. Ignore them. Their stupidity will not save them from the changes that come as the old die off and the young and revolutionary step up. 
Um, see, this is a update a few minutes after I posted this. A friend put this on my Facebook wall, uh, which is a fairly comprehensive. Compre- comprehensive. I'm paling over here. <laughs> a fairly comprehensive um, data from Business Insider as to why we're pissed. Not everyone is going to bring a coherent message to bear when dealing with this crisis, but that's part of why the group is not making specific policy demands one month into occupy it's been a month already into occupy wall street and one week into occupy baltimore we are pushing to have our pain be heard not just paid lip service to let me see what we got here (laughs) i like that sign shit is fucked up and bullshit that's good all right so i'll post the link to this too because i'm not gonna it's it's not gonna sound good if i explain charts right I'm actually getting bored thinking about having to explain them out loud. Not the fact that, you know, not making fun of the charts. But um, because that went a little quicker than I thought it would. Well, the Occupy Wall Street movement has been spreading to cities across the United States. One of those being Boston. And since September 30th, occupiers in Boston began camping in Dewey Square Park, a small park in the heart of Boston's financial district. It's great when we're on the news, isn't it? And last night, it culminated in one of the largest mass arrests in recent Boston history. 100 people were arrested, and there's video of police barreling through, pushing occupiers to the ground, the first line of whom were a group of veterans holding American flags called Veterans for Peace. Dude was in his 70s. The Boston PD threw the remainders of the camp into garbage trucks after they had arrested the group. And some have called this the worst Occupy Wall Street moment so far. Despite mass arrests, Brooklyn Bridge, pepper spray, batons being wielded in New York, perhaps watching older veterans be taken down strikes more of a note with Americans. But what's next for Occupy Boston? And what does it say about the nationwide Occupy movement and its relationship with the police? All right. That goes on for like 10 more minutes. Um, I just wanted to point out the the Boston part. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, they weren't supposed to be there, but still it's a peaceful sit-in, so it doesn't have to get like that. Like, And you're going to shove a 74-year-old veteran to the ground? I mean, I I don't want to see people hiding behind, you know, I'm a veteran, so you can't touch me. Still, yeah, you seventy-four-year-old dude. You don't, you don't shove anyone to the ground. No, you don't shove anyone over the age of sixty. Sixty and under—that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't hit a woman unless she hits you first. Right. <laughs> no, let, oh, me, that, let me let me let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> um, my wife's brother, who um, <laughs> I don't consider my brother-in-law, he was married to. Uh, wonderful human being she used to brag about how she used to beat up guys all the time so i had a nice long conversation with my wife about that i said hey let me ask you a question if a if a if a full-grown adult woman hit me with the intent to hurt me is it okay if i hit her back and she said she started it yeah said yeah she said Knock around a fucking ass. <laughs> Clock. I don't think. Bitch. I don't think the. I think there's there's a group of people. Not saying they're like the you know toughest chicks in Revere or anything. That think that because they're girls they can get away with anything. I I would be curious to hear what people have to say. Would you defend yourself? 
with force if a woman attacked you? I'd shoot her. No, I'm kidding. I probably Damn. Shoot her. <laughs> that got dark fast. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I I don't know where that came from. Um, let me see. Family lost in corn maze. Family lost in corn maze. Oh, I'm tired of them. Fuckers. I think that's all I got yeah. here. Let me just double check uh, anything that I might have dropped up here. Uh, oh, I like this one. I really like this one. Woman sues after being forced to listen to Rush Limbaugh. What? Oh, God. <laughs> On October 4th, Houston's Bridget Nickerson Boyd had a very bad day. Her car engine started to smoke, so she pulled over to the shoulder. Sheriff's Deputy Mark Goad, G-O-A-D, Goad, pulled behind her, and rather than help her, he decided to arrest her for driving on the shoulder. What? Yeah, well. What a dick. It's Texas, so. <laughs> Every time I say something like that, say something disparaging to Texas, I, I get I get. I just I don't get fucking emails. get, like, did... Do these people fucking think about what they're doing? Well, let's let's see what else we got here. Her heart began to race, so she was taken to the hospital. Upon release, Goad took her into custody. It may not surprise you to learn that Boyd is African-American. It may also not surprise you that the presumably white Texas cop was listening to Rush Limbaugh during one of his many racist rants from the Houston Chronicle. Because of the incident, which occurred on October 4, 2010, Boyd filed a federal lawsuit Monday against Goad and Harris County alleging defamation, false imprisonment, malicious prosecution, assault and battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Deputy Goad was aware that Boyd had not committed a crime and her arrest was without probable cause, according to the lawsuit filed in Houston. The magistrate who saw her while jailed apparently agreed and dismissed all charges. So that's good. At least yeah. she was right. In the suit, Boyd alleges that the handcuffs were painfully tight and that she had to listen to Rush make derogatory comments about black people but you all know the, the way to jail. The Rush thing, is, it's like, all right. It's, know, it's just to get a headline. Yeah, I guess so. But I think but it's, it's, it's a just, fucking it's, funny headline, isn't it? It's fucking... <laughs> don't people understand that they're retarded? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so fucking sick of stupid people. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, did we talk about the Simpsons last week? Yeah, they're quitting at 25. Uh, you think, right? They're renewed for 24 and 25. But they said, you know, we could go to 30. If they if they keep paying them, if they're going to... I, This happens every time the contract comes up. I've been hearing about this for, what, 15 years? Yeah, I know. So, you know? But they decide that they, they, they took a pay cut for in exchange for more like on the back end no, merchandise. No, stuff. Fox gave them nothing on the back end. No, then they go with 24, 25, and then they get stuff on the back end. Oh, after that? What? Yeah. No, then, Fox will cancel them then because they're not giving them shit on the back end. No, ever. because they're, they, they all agreed that they're going to stop at 25. I doubt That's that. That's the last thing I heard. Yeah. Well, let's, let, let, me, let me read this because I only read it once and it was like on October 7th when it was posted. It says uh, the town of Springfield is once again safe from cancellation. In a statement released from Fox, the safety inspector at the Springfield nuclear power plant, Homer J. Simpson, had this to say, woohoo, I outlasted Andy Rooney. Let me get to the actual article, because I thought I had yeah. right there. Um, proving that Hollywood can be a fickle place, the announcement of two additional seasons of The Simpsons comes as a surprise to those that believe the Fox executive who said the network would, quote, only order one additional season of the long-running series no matter what. According to one of the voice actors unnamed, 
This was nothing more than a cheap negotiating tactic. How much you want to bet it was Harry Shearer? Yeah, he wrote a thing, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. yeah. Uh, originally, Fox wanted the voice actors to take a 45% pay cut in order to bring the production cost of The Simpsons down 30% overall. This proposal was quickly declined by everyone involved. As a counteroffer, the voice actors agreed to take 30% cut if they were given a small piece of the back-end profits. Uh, profits. As expected, Fox declined. I think they were just testing to see, testing the waters to see what they would give them. Um, in an attempt to help out the contract negotiations and to keep The Simpsons on the air, many of the series' top producers agreed to a pay cut. Unfortunately, this didn't help the studio and the voice actors come to an agreement. Uh, giving the voice actors an ultimatum of making a decision by Friday or the series would be canceled. Now, see, that doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Ned Flanders himself, Harry Shearer, presented another proposal to the studio, a 70% pay cut for a small piece of the back-end profits yeah, of the I series. Yeah, I read that thing that he wrote. Like the last offer proposed by the voice actors, Fox declined. In response to Shearer's offered, offer, it was revealed that under no circumstances will Fox give any of the voice actors a piece of the back-end. Because it's not like their voice or anything, right? Hmm. Currently, we don't know the details. We'll, yeah. fi- yeah, we'll find out eventually. So that's updated from the last thing I heard. Um, but this information is expected to be revealed eventually. Um, let's see. I thought I had something else on here, too. Um, and with that, Fox renewed The Simpsons for seasons 24 and 25, and a 25th anniversary celebration will come. But will The Simpsons' 25th year in the air also lead to another one of these contract negotiations? Of course it will. Here's the thing, like I, I am willing to bet if Fox were to give them like a piece of the back end, they'd work for free. I don't think they'd go that far. They have they they do you really think like with the money they make they really like are hurting? Yeah, I don't know. What what are they getting? What what were they getting? I think they were this? getting four hundred thousand per episode. Per episode. Yeah. Twenty two episodes a season. That's a lot of cheese, motherfucker. Yeah, and if he proposed a seventy percent pay cut, yeah, you give him ten percent on the back end. I I guarantee you, some of them would work for. Free. I'd work for free, <laughs> you know, because like what? A, I mean, that's how many episodes can you record in a week? Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at millions of dollars in a month. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's ridiculous when you think about it. And voice acting isn't easy, right? But, I but, mean, they've been doing yeah. this for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, show up in their pajamas, so. Yeah. I mean, fucking Frank Oz did Yoda over the goddamn phone. Yeah. And that sounds beautiful. <laughs> of course, it's a special ILM phone, but whatever. Yeah. Um. All right, so we do the break and we'll come back and do feedback? Yeah. All right, where is the number four break? Where is, oh, there it is. <laughs> so fucking lost.
What can you expect when you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast? Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fact behind it, <laughs> you know? You know, there are some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, I'm, I'll am i try anything. Yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew and throws from Jujutsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Taiji Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm -hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. (laughs) (laughs) The Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast. The Inside Outcast, where geek meets golf. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the Internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out.
Nice. So you want to read this old? Uh, leave out last names or whatever. But do you uh, want to read this old memo I found? Sure. This is an, it's an old memo. This is the memo. Oh, let me the memo. Just read it. Don't don't okay. pre-read it. Just read it. I need to tell you what happened tonight. It was on my way around the stand when the cop pointed at me from the door and directed me to the bathroom. We went into. We should just mention that this is like from where we used to work. Yeah, from the movie theater okay. we used to work in. We went inside, and upon leading me to the far stalls, he explained to me that someone had fucked a chicken in there. <laughs> Regrettably, he did not catch the chicken fucker. License and registration, chicken fucker. <laughs> you might have several questions on your mind. One being, was the chicken alive? And another thing, how did he do it? Yes, the chicken was alive and molting, apparently. As far as how, well, no one really knows. When I found Sam and showed him, Jack asked what happened. When I told him that someone fucked a chicken in the stall, Jack said, it looks like it. (laughs) That's the best fucking part of it. Because I can totally picture Jack just going, it looks like it. Just matter of fact. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen some chicken fucking. (laughs) That's exactly what it looks like. That is the aftermath. Yeah. Jack. Uh, when I asked him if he had seen a lot of chicken fuckings, he said, no, enough to know. <laughs> um, everyone, clearly everyone had refused to clean it. And really, how can you make someone do that? Uh, we had him rope it off and put a caution sign there, leaving it for the cleaners. Could you please check and make sure they took care of it? Thanks. And we they are, did. The cleaners we are totally serious. Job. Sam and Tom. <laughs> I fucking remember that. That was the memo. Wow. That was the memo that we wa- awesome. I walked into. That one is day. a piece of history, folks. Uh, you know, you have to bring that tonight. My my wife was cleaning stuff up because, you know, we're going through a whole lot yeah, of paperwork and that's stuff. That's really funny. She found it and she handed it to me and she said, We have to bring that she tonight. She said, Do you want to keep this? That's like, classic. Yes. You yes, should, I do. We will read that on the show. You should take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. <laughs> I'll scan it. You don't even have to do that. Just take a picture. Uh, hey, did you see, probably not, the? because um, I just saw it today, Adobe has a new thing that will, swear to God, enhance pictures. Oh, yeah. It it has algorithms that determine the blur in the photo. Yeah. That determine the way the camera moved when you took the picture that then undoes that. No, that's cool. Like you can take a blurry picture of text, yeah, and it'll fix like, it. Like the audience's fix reaction it. to it was pretty astounding. They were like, you could like all the air left the room. Cool. Like one gasp. I, I want to see a nice, high quality thing like this. And this, this is something they've been working on for a long time, yeah. apparently. And it's not scheduled to be put into any version of Photoshop yet because they're still working on it. Yeah. But, it looks un-fucking-believable. Cool. Like, Enhance will do something. Yeah. Not really, but you know what I yeah. mean. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty astounding. All right. So let's see. Um, okay, so, so when they put Siri into, into, into desktop computers, you <laughs> yeah. can say, Siri, Enhance. 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 And someone his. suggested putting Steve Jobs' voice for Siri, oh. the assistant on the new iPhone. Oh, wait. Fuck no. Wait. I saw a video of, um, and I think I put it on my Facebook page. Here, let me. Um, you, I don't think you've seen this. So let me, um, 
let me get this let me get this up here this is this is fascinating for everybody huh it's a different voice for Siri come on where is it I hate when I can't find something that's from today fucking I'm gonna edit this show Chillerama trailer da, 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 da. Oh, come on. Don't you hate it when you can't find stuff? Uh-huh. Here it is. Okay. You know the oh, game? Oh, I saw this. You know the game Portal? Yeah, I saw this. Right. I saw this video. I love this. Read me the message. New message from P. Bad news. Combustible lemons failed. Can you meet us at 10? Reply. Definitely. I'll see you there. Play my running mix. Oh, joy. What's the traffic like around here? The traffic will be slow and meaningless. <laughs> Just like your sad little life. Text my wife. I'm going to be 30 minutes late. She won't mind. She doesn't really love you anyway. <laughs> Is it going to be chilly in San Francisco this weekend? Not too cold. Your few extra pounds should be suitable insulation <laughs> to keep you warm. What about Napa Valley? I hear it's beautiful there. <laughs> Unlike you. How many cups are in 12 ounces? Let me think. Do you really need to make those extra cupcakes? <laughs> Set my timer for 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes and counting. Until I end your sad attempt at a life. <laughs> New notification from Sandy Chen. Are we still on for dinner tonight? Perhaps you should have a snack instead. You're looking a little heavy. Reply. Sure, I'll be there. Here's your reply to Sandy Chen. Sure. I will be there. Me and my extra 20 pounds. <laughs> Sand. Oh, I love the Aperture logo around yeah. the Apple. Now, the thing is, you can't really get mad about all the fat jokes towards women because the main character in Portal 2 is a girl, and GLaDOS's job is to just totally demoralize her. So that's yeah. that's what she okay. does. Yeah, no, so, I thought it was funny. I like that. That was that was pretty, pretty amusing. Um... I thought I saw something else in here. Did you see this New Yorker cover yeah, that's just, just like nine nine ways? No. No, <laughs> fuck the New Yorker. Matter. This is the dumbest cover. Oh. What, did, what, did somebody piss on a piece of paper and pass it in as a finished assignment? I don't know. Who is that guy in the black shirt? Yeah, I don't know. It's not Steve Jobs. No. Steve Jobs is a Buddhist. We know that. Well, no, not, no. Steve Jobs wears a fucking mock turtleneck. At least get that shit right. Yeah, what's that? That's a that's a fucking long sleeve t shirt. Oh, who the fuck? You know, I saw some posting about people talking about, oh, it was a turtleneck, a mock turtle. Who the fuck cares? Well, seriously, actually, there were, there were like forty four fucking responses to this. People going back and forth about what the fuck constitutes a fucking t shirt. People, come on, go fucking. You're on the internet. Look at porn instead, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Every time Steve Jobs shows up to do anything, he wears the same outfit. Yes, we know that. That's a lazy artist. Look, look where St. Peter's standing. To the left of the podium? Like, Fuck yeah. Why does it matter? Because this doesn't, is shitty artwork. It doesn't matter. It's the cover of a major magazine, how and some life asshole did that, it in 45 how minutes. does your life change because that's there? Well, yeah, you could ask really? about anything on the show. Exactly. It's That's insulting as art. Well, I thought art was taller, so moving on. What? <laughs> I just want Chinese food. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> You get Chinese food when I say so. 
We have we have a good ten minutes left. All right, let me close this up. It's it's terrible artwork though. I mean, come on, at least give me that. There have been better covers. Of course, there have been better covers. And you would think they would have had that shit ready. You know what's really the the worst thing that everybody's saying? The PC killed Steve Jobs because pancreatic cancer. PC. Yeah, Yeah. that's the worst one. Yeah, that really is. All right, so let's hear from James. As it opens up fucking iTunes. I hate this computer. It's not the computer, though. It's the damn tablet. Use a mouse like normal people. I don't know where the mouse is. (laughs) Gonna edit a lot on this show. (laughs) All right. Chris and Frank, it's James here from Australia and The Art of War. You know, the people that do your intro and outro. Yes. Um, (laughs) Thanks for that, by the way. That's fucking awesome. It's so good to listen to one of my favorite podcasts in the world and hear our stuff playing at the start and end of it is just like, wow. And uh, the other half of The Art of War, which is me best mate Aaron, he... uh, I showed him and he just was, he lost his shit. Over it. It just, <laughs> wow, this is fucking great. So yeah, we're not yeah, thank you very much for, for using it. We, uh, if you ever need any other bits of music or whatever, you just let me know and we'll sort something out, I'm sure. So, um, All right. yeah, so first off, thanks for that. But uh, I've been listening for a long, long time to the show and it truly is just, I don't know. I mean, this is where he tells us why he hates us. Get bored. With listening to you know American politics and I mean I hate politics in general but <laughs> man the circus you guys have going over there oh, it's yeah. fucking entertaining I've got to give you the <laughs> I've got to tell you that because uh, man you got some fucking ass hats running this show <laughs> this is true maybe not running the show but going into the running to be running the yeah. show fuck that's Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and. Jesus Christ, they're fucking something else. I mean, we don't have anything that batshit crazy in Australia and kind of boring here, really, because <laughs> everyone's sort of pretty level-headed. You don't hear too much outrageous shit, but, man, some of the stuff we hear from your pollies over there is just... Makes you grateful for what you have. I don't know what to say. It's just amazing. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Um Last week's show uh, with Steve Jobs and that, uh, I was a bit shocked when he died, actually. Um, mm. We all knew it was coming, and, and when it did happen, it was like, you know, I like my Apple products. I always have. They're reliable. They they last. They don't fuck around. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, when he died, I was like, I sort of felt funny about it, and I was thinking it was very odd. But what the hell, you know? Like, I've got my iPod Classic. I love that thing mm. um, with the old... Click wheel or whatever they call it. They now, still use mine. I think when you guys mentioned last week they were getting rid of the click wheel or something. And yep. I hope that's not true because there's one thing I do in my job is like if I'm out spraying herbicides and you know, killing weeds and stuff like that and I'm doing it all day, I can have my iPod in my pocket and I don't have to pull it out to see where I'm going. I can navigate without having to look at it. Now, if they get rid of that click mm. wheel... Yeah, I do I'll, that. You know, have to pull it out and muck around. It's just... I don't know, sometimes that physical buttons are are needed. So, yeah, I can flip backwards and forwards through podcasts, fast forward, rewind, turn the volume up or down, depending on how much, you know, outside noise there is Mm. at the time, you know, and I can do all that without even having to pick it up and look at it. So 
Yeah, don't get rid of the click wheel. I quite like that. So, Not up uh, to us. No, yeah. It really is. Anyway, back to the subject. Uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, I'm uh, quite shocked. I mean, the guy wasn't an angel, but he did do a lot of pretty fucking cool shit. Yes. And he may not have invented hmm? he is so oh, he is much, now. so to speak, but <laughs> he got the stuff that was already invented and made the shit phenomenally cool mm. and made everyone want it. And, you know, one That's thing the challenge. you don't ever see people losing their minds and lining up for the next Android phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does Apple build such hype around their products? It's really quite a unique thing. I wonder if, now that Steve's gone, how many years it's going to take, if the company can still maintain that sort of momentum or if that's just going to drop away entirely. But it's going I'm to be curious interesting about to watch. That. Um, my computer currently is the worst piece of shit on earth. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sick of beating my head against the wall for the last 10 years with my three PCs that I've owned. I've had, you know, it's fucking nightmarish. So I'm now looking into getting one of those 27-inch iMacs, and they are fucking nice. sweet. And I know from experience using the Mac, never had trouble. It was just fucking great. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go that way for once and see what sort of ride I have with the new Mac. So I, I imagine it's going to be trouble-free. And quite happy. The only thing I sort of not like doing is not being able to game on it. But anyway, yep, Apple. I think you can. Uh, totally you can. I, have, I have a HTC phone, so I still like Android and that, but they just don't have it, I don't think. They're just missing that one thing. Hmm. So, yeah, it's GLaDOS. Enough, enough of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris, I know you know. I know that you know I didn't like Captain America much. It's <laughs> fine. We all, all have different. We had some arguments. I, I liked it. I said it's because he's Australian. But uh, yeah, that's probably it. I saw the new Avengers trailer today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I just was like, yeah. Yeah, it looks <laughs> and good. Then, and it I was the biggest, like, I kicked the shit out of that. Like, the whole idea of it, oh, it's just going to be fucking weak in there. But after watching the trailer, Man, I thought that looked great, you know, and I did enjoy Thor. I really liked Thor for some strange reason. It's that shit crazy as that character is and the whole thing around him, but it's just mad. But, uh, but yeah, no, it looks, it looks good. I'm, I'm quite hopeful, you know. I'll usually I do a bit of writing for um, EatSleepLiveFilm.com, which is 35mm Heroes' mm-hmm. uh, blog site, and um, I do a bit of writing for them, and I kind of shit-canned... Avengers and <laughs> Captain America and maybe Iron Man 2 and all that. But I still, you know, I'm not a completely heartless bastard. But I still liked Iron Man and uh, <laughs> Thor. That's about it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Avengers looks good. I'm kind of digging it. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. Not a big fan of Joss Whedon, so... Yeah, yeah he's hit that, or miss with see me. How that goes. But from what I can see, you know... Tony Stark's a cool motherfucker, and that's going to look funny <laughs> and cool. So, uh, If they yeah, do the um, alien invasion, it could be really oh, interesting. Avengers. Yeah, eye-gouging thing last week. God damn, that was funny. I mean, it was a uh, strange... Your favourite story of the week. I had this whole thing of, oh my God, that guy fucking gouged his own eyes out, and I was fucking squirming in my seat as he was talking about it, but at the same time laughing my ass off because Frank was just... <laughs> 
you know, Frank, you were just laughing. It was funny. Fucking ass off. And it's stupid. Like, oh my God, fuck. Like, <laughs> rips his eyes out. It's funny, but at the same time, it's just like icky, you know, just fucking, ugh. Fucking gouge your eyes out. That's one of the most horrible things in movies, you know, like yeah. an event horizon when that dude does that. Oh. oh, fuck. It's just, could you Forgot imagine about it? that? Jesus Christ, I don't think I'd be laughing, but it was fucking funny, though. It was, uh, it was good. Keep that shit up. Um, also, Frank, uh, yeah. sorry to keep this so long, but, um, you know, first one, and I've been listening to a year, you for a year and a half, so... So you've got a lot to get off your chest. It's going to get uh, caught up, yeah. Yeah, I'll wind this up, okay. Um, <laughs> Frank, you're, uh... I have this saying that, uh, when I get wound up, like, um, I know... I learned from Frank that <laughs> I should probably reel back my atheist ways and not get stuck into people so much on the internet but there's there's times when i'll put something up on facebook or whatever and then some religious people get in on it and then they say something that makes me frank out (laughs) (laughs) frank out is when frank does his what the fucking what the (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) really good nice yeah you know the stuff frank does you know harry i love it i love it you got to do that more often (laughs) Oh, yeah, keep doing that shit, Frank. I love it. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's about it. Uh, Frank, you got to read the uh, Walking Dead comics, mate. Um, you might not have dug the show too much, but I think if you read them, you'll be blown away. Um, I'm not a big comic reader, but uh, those comics, man, there's something else. There's shit that happens in there. You just go, fuck no, man. That's crazy shit. But, no, it's really, really good. So check that out. Uh yeah, that's nine minutes. Okay, I better get going. Um, <laughs> love the show. You guys are great. If you want any more music, let me know. Yes, uh, if there's anything else will. I can do for you, then, yeah, just give us a holler on uh, Facebook or Palaver or anywhere there. Um, yeah, it's been great, and keep on going. Oh, congrats on the three years, too. I was Thanks. Oh, yeah. Kind of late on a few episodes there, and I still listened to about two or three in a row, and then it was like, oh, fuck, they had their three-year one. I missed out on it. And, oh, well. But, yeah, um, congrats on your three years, man. That's Thanks very much. Fucking awesome. So uh, keep it up, and here's to another three years, and I'll be with you every step of the way. Cheers, boys. That is James out. <laughs> All right. Hey, <laughs> we, um, real quick on... Uh, on we should his, play part two now. No, on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on his Facebook page today, we, we, uh, we were discussing um, marriage and, and religion, and someone posted on his page that the church is what legitimized marriage and i thought so the africans and asians and pacific islanders and druids and all the other people their marriages weren't legitimate until just under two thousand years ago yeah, i guess so fucking hell who told those people the white man <laughs> pretty much um Thank you, James. That was that was great. And he's all caught up now. So I guess so. Good. <laughs> Good to hear from you. All right, shall we? And then we will end the show. All right. All right, let's see what we got with this one here. Crazy shit after this commercial. <laughs> Just hang in there, folks. It's coming. It's going to be fucking crazy. Odor blocker body wash is so powerful, it can block B.O. for 16 hours. It's so powerful, it can turn off the sun. But then it gets too cold, so it makes another sun. <laughs> Double sun power! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? 
Hey there, Chris and Frank. Hey. As you may know already, this upcoming weekend I'll be in Boston visiting for the Rock and Shock convention. Obviously, I have a lot of stuff to get ready so I can catch my plane tomorrow. Plus, I haven't even started packing yet. As much as I'd like to give you guys a long segment filled with you two talking about that new double-ended dildo you purchased to use together. Um, it felt, it's like, okay, a little bit. A little bit too big. Mm. All right. um, so I have um, no opinion on that one way or the other. I'm not going to do that this week. <laughs> and as much as I'd like to play clips of Frank talking about how he tried to stuff in both ends of said dildo by himself. And they just feel too big. I'm not going to do that either. What I am going to do is play a little audio for you that I dug up on the interwebs. I know you're going to be talking this week about that lady in Boston who called 911 because she was lost in a corn maze. Well, you heard a small portion of that conversation in the news report. I think it's high time you guys heard the whole conversation. (laughs) All right. A 911 call is made from the middle of a Danvers corn maze. The Everett mom who made it was touring with her family. But as our Kimberly Bookman explains tonight, when they lost their way, they turned to police to get out. 911, what's your emergency? I need help. My family is trapped. Okay, ma'am. Where's your family trapped? We're trapped in a corn maze. (laughs) What? I'm serious. We thought this would be fun, but instead, (laughs) it's a nightmare. Oh my god, you're serious. I'm glad I'm recording this shit. I'm really scared, and it's really dark, and I've got a three-week-old baby with me. Just relax. Calm down. Your husband's with you, right? Yes, but my okay. baby... I'm sure your baby will be fine, ma'am. Can I speak with your husband, please? Sure, hold on. Hello? This is the 911 operator. Is everything all right, sir? Oh, fuck yeah. This bitch gets lost in fucking Walmart. I told her I'd get her the fuck out of this goddamn corn maze shit, but she's got to freak the fuck out like a goddamn harpy. She does seem kind of like a fucking nutcase. You don't know the half of it, dude. Oh my god, we gotta fuck with her. We'll be there in like an hour, but I want you to tell her we can't assist you guys until like tomorrow night. Hey, honey, the 911 guy said they can't be here to help us out of the maze until tomorrow night. Oh my god, oh my god, we're gonna die here. This is gonna be our grave. My kids are never gonna grow up. No, have to make a memorial for us at a goddamn corn maze. <laughs> Calm down, you crazy bitch. They'll be here in an hour. I can't believe you'd tell me that in my time of peril. Jesus, that's fucking classic. Okay, man, I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to give you my email so you can send me this recording. She's such a stupid bitch. I know, right? Consider it sin. Fucking stupid bitch. I'm guessing that's why you only heard part of the call. Yeah, probably. What a stupid bitch. Yeah. Something tells me once she gets out, she'll be suing that corn maze farmer and serving him papers. Yeah. Fuck you. How about I slap my dick on that exactly. paper? <laughs> well, that's it for me this week. See you in a couple days. Peace and love, guys. That sounded like a threat. Later, I know, huh? Wow. God damn, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> Penis. <laughs> <laughs> almost uh, broke me at the end there. That was really funny. Uh, I, I didn't know that John F. Kennedy was not dead, but he was working <laughs> as a 911 operator in Danvers. Well, that's that's the uh, that that's the guy that, that does all the voice coaching uh, for all the movie stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. <sighs> Fuck. All right, you want to end it? Let's end it. 
We're out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. 206 That's all. Go. Yeah. It's over. We'll be, we'll be back next week, then. Bye. Goodbye. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, the wealthy, that... The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media, media news, all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Man. You know? End of line. <laughs>